0: fellow Americans, (laughs) fellow Americans, such a presidential saying, why you must civilly disobey on July 4th. I'm pumping this video out real quick, get it out there, posting it. If you're out of the States, you probably don't need to watch this video. United States commemorating the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776. The Continental Congress declared that 13 American colonies were no longer subject to the monarch of Britain, King George III, and were now united, free and independent states. Today, in 2020, governments around the country have issued mandatory mask orders and have banned, many have banned, public gatherings. If you cancel your July 4th plans because of this nonsense, you're missing the point completely. You shouldn't even celebrate Independence Day or July 4th. You shouldn't do anything. Just stay at home. I don't think you should do that because that's the only way we're going to fight back the powers that be from further encroaching on the few rights that we have left, many of which have already been trampled on by the NSA and the invasion of privacy and things like the Patriot Act. I won't go into all that. Civilly disobey. You should do this every single day. You should definitely do it on July 4th. If the police are going to come, they're going to try to tell you to disband or whatever. Whatever. Don't get in trouble. Don't don't make your life more difficult or, or cost yourself anything. Just just leave. But civilly disobey. We need to fight back against this encroachment. Every single time there's some new crisis the government uses, the elite uses, the politicians use it as a way to gain more power and to take away more American freedoms in the name of safety. And that's why this quote today is more important than ever by Benjamin Franklin, which he said back in the 1800s, maybe it was even 1700s when he said this. He said that those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. He said that back then because he knew the importance of fighting back, of civilly disobeying as Thoreau coined it in 1800, because government, as Thoreau said, is like a machine. It's an ever encroaching machine that continually gobbles up power and protects itself and continually intervenes and gobbles things up or whatever, it's the political motive. It's the machine that is run by humans. It's at this point, Frankenstein, we cannot contain it. The only thing we can do is hold it back as long as possible. The reason you should civilly disobey is because of this. This is what I'm afraid of. This is what has made me rethink whether I can even continue building a future in America. Uh, At the very least, I'm probably gonna have property elsewhere or at least have other countries that I know I can go to in worst case scenario, whatever, get your passport. 50 to 100 viruses are out there every single year. Some renew, some mutate, whatever, 50 to 100. And that's just the ones that virologists have been able to catch and find. There could be thousands of them. This is nature after all. There's potentially millions of species we've never even identified. Millions of species. Some come up, some die out. It's just the ebb and flow of nature. This is why you must civilly disobey. Because what's gonna happen, what's likely to happen, based on the numbers, based on the fact that there's 50 to 100 of these every single year, what's likely to happen is every single year, there's gonna be a new boogie virus that's gonna come out. And some politician or some billionaire with an agenda, depopulation agenda, or some nefarious individual that just wants attention or political gain or whatever is going to take one of these viruses and weaponize it the way the current virus has been weaponized. This virus has been weaponized. The survival rate is better than the seasonal flu. The survival rate for the average person is a percent of a percent. You're more likely to get heart disease or cancer or die from an accident like driving your car than you are to die from this virus. It has been weaponized for political and power gain. And those that want to stick their head in the sand and that want to convince themselves that some mask is going to save them or protect them, which it isn't. It literally isn't. They are part of the problem. What they do is they will label you conspiracy theorists. You don't need to be a conspiracy theorist to see that the Fed just printed trillions of dollars, which is a tax on the American public, which is going to result in massive inflation. They came out publicly and said it, but nobody's talking about that because now they want to talk about race which is, again, just another smokescreen from the actual things that are happening or the things or the actual causes, their actual culprits. So back to the 50 to 100 viruses a year. The reason this makes me so nervous for the future, which I never was nervous about the future. I always thought cooler heads would prevail. I was never political. I never got into any of it. I can't not do that anymore. I have to literally consider these things and, and determine what I should do for my family's future. And I've always been an optimist. I still am an optimist. I still like really hope things work out. I'm just not convinced based on the numbers and based on the things I've seen in 2020, I'm not convinced that I can just be the blind optimist that doesn't pay attention. 50 to 100 new of these a year. Lots and lots and lots of ways to use that to your advantage if you're a lead politician, whatever. This is why I now believe that it's statistically likely that this will happen in the future, probably every year or every two years when people forget about it, it'll be a new thing. And every time that happens, government is gonna further encroach on rights They're going to further take away constitutional rights, further suppress, further censor. And they're probably going to do something crazy that is going to make 2020 conspiracy theories look like child's play, like mandatory vaccines, chipping us, tracking us, treating us like cattle, forcing us inside martial law, because that is statistically likely to happen. The numbers point towards that is going to probably happen again. We already have videos of Bill Gates doing interviews saying that the next one's going to be really bad and we're really going to pay attention then. It's like, what the hell is he talking about? What? They're already setting up round two. That's not conspiracy. This is just statistically likely to happen based on the data and based on looking at what happened in 2020. What I'm afraid of is the response because this is how things go. The media, politicians, what they do every time there's one of these crises, and every time this happens, it's worse than the last one. That's how they make money. That's how they gain power. It's worse than the last one. The war on terrorism First, it was a war on drugs, and that didn't produce any results other than overflow of prisons, and, which is basically the reason for police brutality. Instead, they're making it about black versus white, which it's not about that. <laughs> then it was war on terrorism. Oh, my gosh, there's terrorism. They're everywhere. They're out to get us. Then that kind of like died down. Patriot Act, completely unjust overstep of government and pure violation of the, of the Constitution <laughs> even has been used and cited for American citizens, on American citizens, even though it was created uh, hypothetically to address foreign enemies, now the virus. They're probably gonna come up with a bunch of bills about like mandatory lockdowns and procedures and this and that. And it's gonna become eventually over enough time when enough of these happen, we're gonna be living in George Orwell's 1984. And to even suggest numbers or data or facts that is contrary to whatever they're telling you will eventually be a crime. It'll be a crime of speech. It'll be considered hate speech. It'll be this, it'll be that. YouTube is already censoring like crazy. They've been taking down channels and banning people left and right. If you look at what has happened in our past, you see that technology sped these things up. It's further polarized our political divide, left versus right. Now they don't do anything together. They just fight each other. That's all they do. And the Americans just sit there and watch. Like, really, what what are we supposed to do? This is going to keep getting worse. It is statistically likely to keep getting worse. The dollar is eventually going to collapse because they keep printing fake money. And the whole global economy is eventually going to collapse. It's a house of cards. Nobody with an ounce of intellect is debating whether it's going to collapse or not. They're debating when it's going to collapse. And they go back and forth saying it's going to happen now or later or whatever. That's why I've been telling people to buy gold, buy the real money, buy original money, buy Bitcoin and gold. That's it. (laughs) Civilly disobey. Start July 4th. Stop wearing a mask. You know, you can lie. Say you have a health condition, whatever. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. But that's one way. Gather in groups. They say it's okay to protest. But then the second you want to hang out with your friends and family in a group, you know, go to the park or whatever and have a barbecue, then that is unlawful, apparently and then the police will try to come and break that up or arrest you or whatever, fine you. The hypocrisy and the fact that this stuff is happening in real time, that's all the information you need. The masses will continually stick their head in the sand and until it's set on TV, they won't believe it. As Nixon said, some quote back in the days, like, the American public will believe whatever you put on TV or the American public won't believe it until it's on TV. I think that's what he said. Nothing's changed. Now you can just get things in real time from your phone, even faster. The elite, the government, politicians, they can weaponize ideas and fear to get things to their advantage done in real time. Civilly disobey. That, this, that's my call to action. Civilly disobey. Find ways to do it. Disobey. We have to. If we don't, if we don't draw a line in the sand and say enough's enough, this is going to keep happening and it's going to get worse. And through normalcy bias, it's going to creep a little bit at a time before we know it, especially before the public has even awareness that it's happening. It's going to be too late. They're going to write some broad sweeping legislation that's going to basically turn us into Orwell's 1984. It's going to be a police state. There's going to be thought crimes. Everything's going to be hate speech. Everything's going to be censored and we'll basically be living in a collectivist, socialist, Marxist society. And I promise you, the masses will be begging for 2019. They will be begging for 2019. Civilly disobey. And let's hopefully prevent that spread. Maybe squash it. I don't know. I don't even know if we can squash it at this point, but we have to at least try. So that's it. That's my July 4th. Message. I really wish it could just be a positive message. I mean, it could be positive because wake up, take a stand, do what you believe in, say what you believe, stand up. These are these are things we should do. These are things that we should do if we live in this country and we're paying taxes and we're citizens and we were born here and we plan on living here. We have to do these things. It, it just is what it is. Government is not designed to protect the citizens. It's designed to protect itself first and the way the government grows and the way people go into government and have certain political and selfish reasons, they want personal gain, which is understandable humans want, we all want personal gain. That's like, it's not necessarily even their fault. It's just just a byproduct of human nature. We have to fight that back though, because it's gonna forever encroach, forever.